All right, I am here with a very special guest. Some would call him the legend. This is Mr. Rob Landry, the host of Rusty Rubbish, one of the hottest shows on YouTube. <laughs> and a one of the most interesting men I've ever met. And someone who has a lot of experience traveling and serving in different countries, different parts of the U.S. as well. And we're just going to let Rob share a few of his stories here today. So welcome, Rob. Yeah, thank you so much, Josiah. You know, it's a lot pleasure to be on with you here you know I just wanted to kind of just talk about some things that happen here locally you know I live in southern Arizona here I live in Tucson which is like right next to the sun currently you know <laughs> and had a whole week of over 110 degree weather but a number of years ago I started going down to Mexico and um, I I absolutely love like the cartel towns you know where the towns were uh, like I say uh, don't go here under any circumstances the government puts out all the warnings and you know and, and there are no circumstances do you go here you know so I found this town called Sassabee and Sassabee's like not very far from here listen like an hour and a half hour and 20 minutes and I, I started meeting up with this pastor down there I won't mention his name but um, this pastor is from from Mesa Arizona and he would start going down there helping the people in this small little community of Sassabee and matter of fact we visited uh, this town uh, not that long ago and we went to see the mayor and the mayor said you want to see our jail i said yeah we want to see your jail and open up the <laughs> open up a, a, a door and it's like a dungeon in there you know and, and they're just joking around he said ah you want to go in there we'll lock you up in there and you know and so it's like a just a, a small town but it's run by like three or four cartels and they're all wanting to to have their own uh piece of the pie so when the the pastor arrived they told him they said you ain't gonna be here very long and that was like 15 years ago you know so you know and so he's actually was uh threatened by the cartels with his life 13 different times and so what we uh and that and that was previously you know be pre-covid yeah you know and um so you know we'd start bringing food down there we bring food down there to this very day once a week we you know we still send food down there and we had an idea. I had an idea. I said, "Let's uh, let's have a drive-in movie theater," yeah. you know. And and he's like, "Yeah, that sounds like a good idea," you know. And so uh, we set it all up. I don't, we we had a, a big screen, and um, we had lines for popcorn and raspados and hot dogs, and it was great. People would show up, and they'd bring their own folding chairs, and then they. Uh, come in on horses and then and their cars all around this plaza, you know, and I'm like, you know, this is so cool, you know. I said, Jesse, just go ahead and pick out whatever movie you want to show. No problem, you know. Um, whatever you pick's going to be fine. So finally, after serving all these hundreds of people, everybody's having a great time, and uh, they start showing Tom and Jerry, and I'm like, wow, Tom and Jerry, that's cool. That's, you know, they scream in any language, you understand yeah. that one. You know, there's not much talking in Tom and Jerry, right? And I said, that's cool. So I'm sitting here relaxing next to a buddy of mine. Him and I set this thing up, and and the church helped, and we got all this nice uh, quality sound equipment. And so the second movie, of the double feature, is a movie about how horrible the cartels are, how evil they are, and how, you know that you need to avoid them at all costs. And I remember earlier in the day, I remember uh, going to these places. And we'd uh, go to these places and hand out information and flyers and 
people would just stare at us like where they had no soul at all. It was just like there were zombies, like people in the mall on their cell phones falling into the water fountain, you know? You know, this, this cra craziness. And so the movie, you know, keeps going, and I'm like, Lord, God, if you could get us just out of this situation, that would be so awesome right now. Because I figured we was gonna, we was gonna get killed. Because I have to back up the story a little bit. Uh, about a week and a half earlier, the pastor was in the plaza, the same very plaza we're showing the movie, and he decides he's gonna have a concert there. Well, the big boss from the cartels happens to show up in his, his nice uh, SUV, and he gets out and he tells him, he says, if you ever set foot here again, we are going to kill you. And I didn't know this, you know, and uh, at that point in time, but I, I still figured there was gonna be a problem with the cartel, you know, anyways, without him neglecting to show me this information. And uh, we're praying hard. That was about as hard as I remember praying in some time. And then all of a sudden, it was like this time of year, and uh, it hadn't rained yet. And I know Jess, oh, the pastor, um, he, you know, he, he, he loved his sound equipment and his video equipment. You wouldn't got, want that to get rained down. I'm like, Lord, just please send his rain. And off in the distance was a thunderstorm and it was coming in and sure enough, it started raining. And he's like, we got to stop this. I'm like, you know what? You're right. We got to <laughs> stop this. We know. So we picked up all the equipment and got out of there before the cartels got to us. But two years later, as at Jesse's, well, name's out there, Jesse, Pastor Jesse, his house, it doesn't matter, he doesn't care, uh, his house, and he's got all these videotapes, and I'm like, he's showing me old, like, bull riding and bullfighting where, you know, people get gored and stuff, I'm like, what, what's going on with all this, you know, and then I'm like, he's got all these cool movies, you know, like them old Ten Commandments, all these movies, I'm just like, Jesse, you know, when we had that event, why couldn't you just show one of these movies, and he just smiled, and he didn't say a word. And he just went on. So one of the other times that, you know, uh, him and his wife were out on a trip and they had their old uh, rickety van. And I've had a lot of these rickety vans over the years where they just barely get to where you want to go to. That's like those vehicles you used to have in Belize. Those. Oh, like, uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> like the ones in Belize. You Bessie. Know? And I got second, third degree burns from some of these vans. <laughs> and he had one of these vans, but... Uh, he, he decides he wants to take it for like a trip for three or four hours away, you know. But on this particular occasion, I don't remember where he was going. Um, but down there, a lot of the roads are like set up for, you know, where people could just pull right up on you and stop you and, you know, checkpoints and all that. So he gets down the road from his house and it's out in the sticks, out in the middle of the desert. And two guys pull up to him. And um, they make him get out of the van. Um, and it's, it's kind of crazy. They just started, separated him and his wife into different areas. And they're like, uh, you know, we're taking your van. And like, probably thinking to himself, why, why in the world would they want this van for? And so he says, you could take my van. But on the dashboard, he had two Bibles. And one was his wife's and one was his, obviously. And, they, and um, so they took the van, but they got their Bibles. And they, instead of going back towards home, which would have been closer walk, 
they they kept going to this event where he's going to speak and preach and do his thing at. They're walking down the road, and another guy pulls up, and he's like, "What are you doing with these Bibles? What do you you know?" They had the, like the thick Bibles, like them family Bibles. I think you know that's the way I imagine them carrying it, you know. And uh, so well, there was two guys that came up, and they 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 they, they told us they're going to take the van, and he was going to kill us. So then take the van and then we, we took our Bibles and he said uh, what they look like and he gave him the description and he um, and then he says uh, I'll be right back so after some time they come back he comes back and he's got his vehicle and he's got the van and he's got the two guys and he asked him he said Are these the two guys that took your van knowing he's a pastor it's tab taboo in Mexico to mess with with pastors you know you just don't do it I'm thinking a lot of the countries are that way, you know what I mean? You know, it's not just Mexico, it's just a lot of them. So he he beats the way out of these guys right in front of them. I mean, he beats the way out of them, sends them on their way walking. So in the meantime, while all this is happening, when they, they steal the van, they rip his van off, somehow or another, Jesse had been praying because he only had like enough gas to get part of the way uh, on the trip. And uh, he was praying for some more assets to, to, to get him to his destination so he could share the word of God, you know. And uh, turns out, yeah, he gets his van back and they're going down the road and said to his wife, you know, well, let's keep going to the destination. And... Uh, they get back in the van and they look at the gauge and it's a full yeah. tank. <laughs> it's a full tank of gas. <laughs> Long story short, he makes it to the to the destination, you know. So, you know, this is a, this is a lot of crazy things happen, you know, when you you're serving the Lord, doing it, you know, what He asks you to do, He provide miracles, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stories like that and a lot of people. Um, you a lot know, of a lot lives. of situations you never thought you'd be in. No, no, right? no. <laughs> No, you know, a few years ago, um, I, I, I thought I wanted to bring a group, you know, um, down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I found out, I was reading an article, and I said there was a, the most remote church in the lower 48 states is located in this town called Supai, you know. And to get there, it's not like going to the Grand Canyon National Park. you got to go, like, it's 100-something miles from there, and it's, uh, it's a long journey to get there. And when you get to... The edge of the Grand Canyon, there's like a parking lot, and then you got to have reservations. And people go down to the, this part because of the great waterfalls of the world are they're down there, you know. And uh, so it's like an eight or ten mile hike down the Grand Canyon to this town called Supai. And so I wanted to set it up, but um, and I had a phone number for the pastor, but he didn't answer his phone. You know, and, and I'm like. How am I supposed to get a hold of them? So I found out there was actually some kind of a hotel down there, you know, and like I called down, nobody had ever answered. So luckily I had like a last minute, uh, somebody canceled. So another pastor and I booked it down the, the mountain. Basically a popping call because he didn't answer his phone. So I traveled like six hours to the edge of the canyon <laughs> and then down the canyon to this town just because he cheesed me off because he didn't answer his phone. So I get down there and it's like the whole town smells really bad because they, they most of the way that they bring supplies down is by, by border or donkey, you know, or by helicopter, you know. 
that's like the two main thing or if you carry it down there and I'm, I'm going down hiking down the Grand Canyon and there's this lady hiking up the Grand Canyon from the, the local tribe that the Supai Havasupai tribe that when she was coming up she had a backpack on her front and her back and like 12 ounces of water I'm like man these people are something else you know so I finally make it to town and I knock on the door of the church and nobody answers and for a long time I'm sitting there and then um, somehow or another I'm going to our camping area which is another two or three uh, up and down miles to get there uh, I find his wife and and I say well can I meet your husband you know and, uh, sure just meet him at the church and he shows up and it turns out that he had only been there like a month and he got bitten by a spider and I had to medevac him out to Phoenix which is a few hours away he was in the hospital another six weeks and then he just finally made it back you know so um, that's the longest pop in I've ever done in my life you know <laughs> just because he didn't answer his phone I'm like I'm gonna find find this guy turns out it's the most remote church in the lower 48 we never did bring a team there but yeah um, so our our hiking spot led us to the campground which was like another like I said two or three miles and I didn't even know that there was waterfalls down there because I'm just you know I'm just trying to get a hold of this pastor and it's amazing Havasu uh, Falls and most beautiful blue water you've ever seen it's like something out of Star Wars the background <laughs> yeah. and all this and it's amazing amazing place you can't even get down there I didn't know how privileged I was to get down there mm. so I'm sitting there I just dive in the water is amazing and and I get back up, and I'm, I'm I'm sitting like on these rocks, and there's these these glam campers, you know, from all 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 over the place. I looked at the campground, and just like all these REI, like brand new tents, and they had like buffet tables set up for these people. They brought their uh, luggage down by uh, helicopter, and then they brought it like by golf cart oh or whatever gosh. it was down to down to the uh, this this amazing spot. And there's like these people from all around the world. I remember this guy from Korea, and he's like dipping his feet in the water. I'm like, dude, jump in, jump in, just jump in. You know, you came all the way from South Korea to here to this moment. You won't get in the water. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You know. And so I'm giving this guy the works, you know, and he's like, ah, no. I'm like, dude, this is your life. You know, just just dive in. You know. So I went away, did my thing, got some, some water or whatever, came back, and I'm like, this dude's all happy in the water. Oh, thank you so much for <laughs> telling me this, you know. I'm like, this is your life, you know. So that's kind of way it's been, you know, missions and just living life. You got to, you kind of, you got to, you got to do it, you know. You got to take advantage of the opportunities yeah. that you have, right? Yep. Yeah, speaking of when you were, some of your travels within the U.S., I don't know if I've told you this before. One of my favorite things that you ever did was when, I don't, it was like a random, I don't know if it was a Friday night or something like that. I was in Belize getting ready for a trip. <clears throat> and you went live on Facebook, and you guys were on like some, in some small town on like Route 66, like doing a tour of yeah. the town. Yeah. 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 And for like 20 minutes, we were, me and like our Belize staff were watching you yeah. just like explain everything about, I don't know what the town was, if you remember. Holbrook. Yeah. Yeah, Holbrook. That's where they, uh, they had the wigwam hotels that kind of inspired like the, the Cars movies. You yeah. Know? You know, that's a cool place, you know. So, like, you know, I, you know, someday I just like to have a little RV and just go around and mm -hmm. see all these places, you know what I mean? You know, I've been a lot of states, you know, but one year, I, uh, a few years ago, I was in like 30 something states in one year, you know. 
but there's just so much to see in this country, you know, that people don't know about, you know, right. you know crazy stuff like the world's largest, you know, this or that, or you know, frying pan or mm-hmm. ball, ball of yarn. Yeah. You know, some of the famous ones, you know, and mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, I think minute, we have the largest candy store in Minnesota. Probably do. Yeah. You know? They got Paul Bunyan, mm-hmm. you know, all over the place. We have our own Paul Bunyan here in, in town. Okay. Next time you come here, you got to go see it. It's not as big as the one in I saw Rainer. the big T-Rex over on the north side of town. Oh, yeah, at the McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Tucson, when I, one of the great things about Tucson that I've learned is just the food. And I remember when we were in Duluth for meetings, and we all went out to like a Mexican restaurant. And you were about losing your mind here. Like, this is not, this is not the real Mexican food. Barbecue burrito, but it was no bueno. <laughs> and then we went mini golf. I, I remember? Think, uh, mini golf was fun. That was indoors. You yeah. Know, and, uh, that was kind of fun. But you know, I like Duluth actually. I think I, I actually a big fan of Minnesota. Period. You mm-hmm. know, I just, I just like it. You know. Uh, a lot of fishing for you. Plenty of fishing. You know. But, um, yeah, a lot of places to go, a lot of places to visit, a lot of things to see, you know, still yet. And you don't even have to leave this country, you know, mm-hmm. even though there's a lot of cool stuff in a lot of countries, you know. And I just like to soak it in wherever I go, you know. Yeah, I want to make sure we get to what I would call your signature story. <laughs> At least among those people that know you and have heard it before. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll just let you roll with it. I'm trying to think even what team it was. Oh, it don't matter. It doesn't matter, but I mean, it, it kind of, well, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, a few years ago, we're, we're going to Mexico and uh, have a small team. We're in another one of the white vans, except this one's a little bit better condition. It's got a, like a roof rack, so everybody had to put all their uh, stuff up on top, you know, and uh, Matter of fact, I had one of them in, and I was at a hotel in this town called Hermosillo, the capital of Sonora down there. And I, I neglected to remember that it, uh, it was a low exit. And so uh, and so I kind of narrowed down some people's luggage. <laughs> and uh, another occasion, we had a, a luggage fall off the truck in a van, and I'm like horrified and, you know, I'm laughing at the same time. It's on the highway, and, and uh, one of the two pieces was mine. <laughs> So that luggage never worked again, you know. Had them rollers, and the rollers kind of, you oh know, gosh. disintegrated. But anyways, we're, we're on our way, and this lady, pick him up at the airport, and she's like, I need ice. <laughs> you need ice? Okay. She had a cooler, you know, it was like a medium-sized cooler. But she sat it on her lap, like, the whole trip, you know, or whatever. I mean, we're in a small 15-passenger van. <clears throat> you know, we got all the luggage, and we got, like, 12 decently-sized people in there. There's not much room, and this lady's got a cooler, you know, and, uh, okay. I don't ask a lot of questions sometimes. I don't want to get personal with people, you know. She's got diabetes. She needs ice for diabetes. And so wherever we went, I got her ice. I mean, I don't care if it costs $3 a bag or, you know, $5 a bag, whatever. I got the lady ice, you know, I'm just trying to help her. She seemed like a nice lady. Her son's there. I remember where the group is from now. They're from... uh, (laughs) Washington and uh, state and uh, I'm like okay and it was very hot it was like uh, one of these weeks like 118 down there it's like 120 you know so you're wondering why there's ice going <coughs> in the cooler and not coming out for drinks and stuff they're right? not coming out for drinks I'm not offered any coca-cola or Mexican <laughs> coke or or, or or 
anything, you know, or Powerade. <clears throat> and I'm like, okay. So the trip goes on and on and on and on. And I'm like, man, I'm running out. Of, I'm using my personal money because I don't, you know, it's just mostly, you know, whatever. Here, I'll stop and get you ice again, you know. I'm like, next time, I was thinking maybe, this was a few years ago, she should have brought herself a Yeti. I only had to buy ice like once, you know. And so we're going home, and I'm, I'm like looking over, and I'm like, I want to see what she got in there, <laughs> you know. Finally, she opens the up, and she's got maple syrup in this cooler. Maple syrup. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is going on? Why has she got maple syrup and why did I spend like $50 on ice? And why does she have this big cooler for this little, like it's like a like a pint size or maybe a liter, I don't know. And she said, oh yeah, I use this stuff. Uh, I'm on a diet. And I use, I use this so I could lose weight. And this woman's not really overweight, so maybe it worked, you know, I don't know. Maybe she's continuing this diet and it has worked so well, she cannot quit drinking maple syrup for her diet. I'm did, like, she, I'm not, did she use most of it during the week? I, I, I have no idea. I don't know if she had one bottles or ten. Yeah. Maybe she had ten bottles in it because you can't, you can't buy maple syrup in Mexico. Right. I mean, you're lucky to buy whatever you need. We're in a very remote part. We're in a, a fishing village. Well, it might be good stuff from up in Washington there. You know... Yeah, I don't know if it was Vermont or Washington yeah. or Canada. I, I, I don't know. I, did, I just hadn't run into that situation before. I'm figuring maybe <laughs> they should have some kind of capsule she could take, you know, save a lot of room. You're on a missions trip and you just use like, you know, like 10 square feet, uh, not 10 square feet, but, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the middle the area seat, between the, 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 the seats, the band, that yeah. console area that mm -hmm. I normally put, you know, my Coca-Cola, she got her cooler. This big, big old cooler. <laughs> this big old cooler in the middle of this thing, and and I'm like horrified at this point because this the, this this team's been high maintenance to begin with, but this brings high maintenance to the extreme, the extreme level of drinking maple syrup on a missions trip, so you can lose weight. It doesn't even need to be refrigerated. Maple syrup to be in room temperature. And I would think fun. so. I think somebody needed to tell her that, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, but mm -hmm. that was a bizarre moment, you know. So you got you got time for one more? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so we're in Belize. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, bring Belize, home, bring home. I have a Belize story I want to tell. We're in the town of Orange Walk, mm -hmm. and we're staying at the school. Home of the OK and the Excellent restaurant. OK and Excellent, but we're at this other one. It's like apart from there. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty good one. What do they have there? Like four or five, six dollar chicken? You know? Oh yeah. I lived on that stuff because I, I I wasn't feeling the other stuff, you know, and uh, that we're eating, even though they they had decent stuff, you know. And and um, you know we're we're staying there, and so we eat at one night. The whole team wants to go. It's Tyro, my favorite team. They want to go eat Chinese food, and so we get in our big old bus. And we load up, and it wasn't far. I think we probably could have walked from the school to there. I mean, mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't that far, but you know, I, you know, it's sweltering, sweltering heat. You know, which a lot of people got. You know, you know, it was it was hard for them. But you know, we have a guy named Disco with us, and Disco is a is a good buddy of mine. I'm gonna have him listen to this because okay. him and I just talked about this the other night. And uh, so we go to this restaurant. The pastor's with us, and you know, um, youth pastor and. 
we're all having a good time and, and Disco's is like this you got to know him you know he's just he's he's a cool guy you know and um, so Disco says I got to go to the bathroom but you guys better not leave me you know like that you know oh really I had everybody load up in the bus and the pastor and another guy and myself we kind of get behind this area you know we can't be seen I just said Let's go circle around with the bus. So they get in the, the bus, and there's like, I'm talking about like 30-something people here. Yeah. And they go down the street, and I'll wait for Disco to come out of the, the restaurant. He comes out, and he looks down the street, up the street, scratches his head, looks up the street, down the street. And he's just like, you know, he didn't know what to do. You know, we're just sitting behind the bushes, just laughing, <laughs> laughing at him, you know. And, uh, you know, and then finally, finally after... An embarrassing amount of time. The bus pulls back around, and here's Disco <laughs> just sitting there, you know. So there is this, uh, this a lot of uh, yeah. trips. Trips are fun, you know. The yeah. best education you're ever going to get is is on a mission trip or on a trip. You know, the best education. I I tell my son he's here next to me. Best education I got, and I gave it to him, was taking the streetcar down through the Garden District in New Orleans and just seeing all the history, the architecture, the the restaurants and and all the crazy people, you know, what makes this life a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're lucky to live in a time when we can travel more than any generation before us, right? As far as how easy it is to go to another, I can go to another country in half a day. I can come oh, yeah. back, you know, go back and forth. Yeah, that's so cool. Travel yeah. the whole world. That's so cool. And everywhere you go, there's cool people. You mm -hmm. know, there's people say, oh, these people aren't cool. It's not a matter that these people aren't cool or these people are cool. It's just a matter of connecting with people. Mm -hmm. you know? How do you connect with people? You know, similar stuff. You know, mm -hmm. our you know, yeah. our thing is fishing. You know, so we connect with people through fishing or or, or whatever. You know, yeah. And it's, uh, it's it's really neat to just to meet a variety of people. You know? Yeah. T before we finish, tell the people about Rusty Rubbish and what you like to do with that. Yeah, Rusty Rubbish is a work in process. It's <laughs> mostly uh, my two sons and I, but my 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 thirteen year old son is the editor and he likes to play video games <laughs> a lot and so i'm trying to get him to edit some of our videos we got a lot of uh videos you know i wouldn't say i'm like a huge environmentalist but you know i, I think that you know you got to take care of what god's given you mm -hmm. you know and so uh, we did you know we, we've known to do some recycling you know even pay bills with recycling mm -hmm. you know and uh, uh that type of thing we go on adventure trips and uh look for abandoned places uh uh, we got some, we got some crazy uh, fishing videos coming up. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the the last video, major video we put out a few months ago, uh, was on this river, and not included in the video is my my son Elijah was fishing on the bank of this river, and I went to go get some worms and come back, and he seen a big black cat. Oh my gosh. Come out of the trees. And we think it was, I don't know if it was a panther or, I mean, but it's black. It's not, it's not, they seen him, you know, <laughs> he's seen it and he said that it had yellow eyes and it just looked him square in the eyes and he fell into the river and he got out <laughs> and he's like, what? what in the world? You wouldn't believe what I'd have seen. And, you know, so there's, that's a wild world out there, mm -hmm. you know, so we're just trying to capture some of that, you know, in our own way, you know, uh, we do antiques, we do swap meets, uh, 
like to look at old things, buy old things, sell old things. You're going to see in a minute, you get in the car, it's going to be like a time capsule. Yeah. There's like an 1890s math book in there, and then there's a book on playing chess, and then there's all kinds of stuff that we just kind of buy and sell, you know, and that's kind of what we do. We just want to teach my kids that history is important, you know, and uh, that's actually Pablo's favorite subject in school here, you know, but and, uh, and you can learn a lot from history. Yeah. You don't have to repeat everything that was bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, check out Rusty Rubbish if you haven't. It's I think it's the only thing I subscribe to on YouTube. So anytime I oh, really? anytime a new video posts, I get that notification. Yeah, I'm so. under the pressure right now. We yep. got, got some some good ones. You know, uh, I just got to get him to put it out because I'm not the guy. But I, maybe <laughs> I have to be the guy. You know, between my going to work at 4 p.m. and getting off at 2 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. which is actually very refreshing right now because it's it's 95 degrees and it feels really cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at 2:30 in the morning. So, but yep, we've been hitting 113, 114 all week. So yeah, even 115 once. Yep. That record high is 117, so we're getting close. Yeah. Well, thank you, sir. I know, yeah. and you can tell you can tell the editor that there's going to be a new influx of people checking out Rusty Rubbish after after promoting it on here. So that's cool. You you'll know. have to um, get a new episode up there. So I want to say go Twins, go Vikings, <laughs> go Timberwolves. Yes, sir. And Go wild! That's my second favorite hockey team right now. So. How are the Roadrunners doing? The Roadrunners did very poorly this year. <laughs> we're like the worst. Did they have much of a season? Yeah, there's like I don't know how many games there was, like forty something. Okay. And I went to a few of these games, but it was embarrassingly very, very, very bad. You yeah. Know? And um, after last year, they won the Pacific, and we went to the cellar this year. So. Yeah. They're not as bad as the D-backs. I heard the Diamondbacks the last, like, 20-something uh, like games in a row or something. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, check us out over there, Rusty Rubbish. We're, gonna, we're just getting started, you know. We, mm -hmm. uh, finding time to do everything, you know. And uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, fun stuff there. we got a lot of cool places. So. Yeah. Well, this has been Rob Landry. And when I started this, I knew one of the most – interesting people that I wanted to make sure to do this for was was you so I appreciate you taking the time it's good to see you, yeah, you here too. in person I'm happy to be in Tucson the last couple of weeks and um yeah it's been hot though welcome back <laughs> come on back anytime you made yeah. it through the hottest week ever mm -hmm. since like the 18 well since the time of Wyatt Earp you know they've been keeping records yeah. you know the, it's the hottest week yeah. yeah well I'm gonna bring you back to Belize with me too so I want to go back to Belize badly yeah, yeah. yeah. great country all right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. In situations like this, there's only two money guys on this team. Find them. Find them. 80, what you going to do today? Take out my A game. You got your A game? Yes, sir. You got his A game.